if you're in a situation where you need to create conversations, there are other things that you can do in business that will actually produce those conversations. So there's now business, which is activity-based business. There's referral and there's sphere business where you create strategic partnerships because a lot of people like just pray to the referral gods and hope that a referral pop up its, its way. Referrals require strategy. What is your strategy? If you can't explain to me what your strategy is to get referrals, you don't have a referral business. And then the third type of business is something that we do is pipeline business, but you need all three in order to create a sustainable business. But everything in all three of those buckets comes down to conversations. I think that if, if you know how to have a proper conversation, you can get those people into an appointment. If you put in the effort for six months and you just put in the work, you're going to have a 99.999% like chance of success. You're going to win just by default. You're listening to the number one real estate podcast in the world where we talk with real estate professionals all across North America about their wins, losses, lessons, and stories help you win in your local market today. My name is Cody from Sheridan Street. I'm joined with Vikram Deal of the Real Estate Sales Academy. Today, we are going to discuss something that Vic and I have been chatting a lot about lately, about finding one specific lane and going all in, especially in the market that we're currently in, where Vic and I are both having a ton of conversations with the agents that did 20, 30 deals last year that are struggling this year because the market has shifted significantly. And what got you to where you are today won't necessarily get you to where you want to go tomorrow. So Vic, like I know that you have somebody in the Real Estate Sales Academy right now that has never really done door knocking before and they're doing door knocking and they're adding people to their database. Like what are some of your thoughts around you know, picking a different lane if the lane that you're currently in isn't necessarily producing the fruits or the results you're looking for. Yo, 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 Cody May. Um, so <laughs> that that's an interesting question that I want to unpack a little bit before we dive into it. If you are in, let's say you're door knocking. Okay. Well, how long have you door knocked for? Did you give yourself enough opportunity for success? Did you analyze your results? Did you Look at your KPIs. Did you say, okay, I knocked this many doors, uh, this many opens, this many conversations, this many, I got their email, this many said we're interested, this many told me to kick rocks, right? Like, what is your level of of detailedness that you are tracking the data? Because you know, like if you come up to me, you're like, hey, Vic, door knocking doesn't work. I'd be like, okay, how how many doors did you knock? I knocked a thousand. Okay, well, that's a good sample size. What were your results of that? Well, I don't know. Okay, how many people did you add into your database? Five. Why only five? Why so low? Right? How many conversations did you have? I don't know. Okay, well, I don't really know if door knocking works or not because I don't know where the break in your process is. Got it. And I don't know if you did that thousand doors in, you know, like one weekend. I don't know if you did that over a course of time. I don't know what time you're door knocking at, right? Like, if you're going to door knock, unfortunately, for people like me that love to prospect early in the morning, if you're going to door knock, you probably got to do that between four and six, five and seven. Summer hours, you could go maybe even five to eight at night. You're going to get a hold of people. If you go 8 a.m. to 10, you're going to get a lot of people running out the door, going to work, taking care of their kids. You're not going to really be able to connect with them. So if you're going to door knock, right, like what are the times you're door knocking? Like, what are the areas you're door knocking? What's the turnover in that in that neighborhood? Are you door knocking, you know, like the aspirational neighborhood, like where there's one sale a, a quarter? Or are you 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 door knocking where there's like a move up to get into the bigger houses where people don't move out of 20 years, but there's still 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten transactions per month? Is there a dominant agent in that neighborhood? Right. So it's not just door knocking. And then let's be real here. Did you really put in the effort for six months? Did you practice your script? Did you change your messaging? Did you do, you know, like, okay, I know a lot of people take flyers. Okay. The, nobody caught, like, how many flyers did you drop off last week? 500. How many calls did you get? Zero. Oh, well, then the flyers don't work. Let's try a different approach. Let's try the, uh, the post-it note, right? Get a, get a yellow post-it note, stick the post-it note on the door and just say, Hey, uh, I, I Hey, I had a question about your home, mm-hmm. Bob and your phone number. Right. Like, I think, what, I think something that, you know, I don't want to glance over uh, in what you're saying is a fundamental belief that you and I both share that all conversion happens in conversation. And it's like if your specific niche thing that you do or you, the thing that you is driving your business isn't driving conversations, you ultimately know that it's not working. Like, it, it needs to drive conversations. And then you need to look at, okay, how do I make the conversations better? How do I how do I tweak things? But if you drop off a thousand mailers and it costs you a couple thousand dollars and it didn't produce one conversation, if you're in a situation where you need to create conversations, there are other things that you can do in in business that will actually produce those conversations. So not saying stop do stop doing to the postcards. The postcards just aren't creating the conversations yet. It's not that they won't create the conversations in the future. It's like that's what Sharon and uh, it talks about a lot. And I know that you and I talk about this consistently as well. It's like there's now business, which is activity-based business. There's referral and there's sphere business where you create strategic partnerships because a lot of people like just pray to the referral gods and hope that a uh, <laughs> referral will p- pop up its, its way. But even when we were uh, talking with Michelle, she mentioned a lot about how she became strategic and she created referrals through strategy. Yep. Referrals require strategy. What is your strategy? If you can't explain, if you can't explain to me what your strategy is to get referrals, you don't have a referral business. And then the third type of business is something that we do is pipeline business. But you need all three in order to create a sustainable business. But everything in all three of those buckets comes down to conversations. If you're not having conversations, yeah, go ahead. I would disagree that your business is pipeline business. I I think that you know online leads tend to have a longer shelf life because there is a little bit more nurturing. They're typically at their beginning stages. They're thinking about it. They, they want some guidance, right? It's a big choice to buy or sell a home. They're nervous. They're scared. They're not sure of the areas. I think that if you, if you know how to have a proper conversation and you can ask some great conversations, right? You can get those people into an appointment. You sit down with them. Hey, we're not looking to buy. Oh yeah, that, that's perfect. Like actually, you know, clients like you are my favorite. Oh, really? Why? Well, because you guys have enough, like we have a lot of time to create the proper plan so that when you guys are ready to buy, or if we do find a really good deal, you guys know exactly what it takes to buy. So I guess like, would you be opposed if we sat down for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, got a cup of coffee and, and before the coffee got cold, I'll share with you the three most important things that I tell all my buyers that are looking to buy in the next 12 to 18 months. Would you find that helpful? Yeah. And like that, you know, that game plan frame that you teach the clients in Real Estate Sales Academy is like phenomenal because we use the same game plan frame when we're doing live transfers for our agents. I think like, I think one of the, one of the things that I don't want to glance over in what you're saying is that the, you know, with what we do, like we 
something that I'm recognizing a lot through listening to a lot of live transfer calls is that more and more agents need communication skills. And it's like Real Estate Sales Academy creates that because I listen to these calls daily and I'm like, bro, like you you glanced over why it was so important for this specific person to downsize. And that that that, you know, if you 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 ran over them with information. And of course that person's gonna close off and they're gonna close down because it's more about you than it is about them. It's like any conversation. You go on a date and all, if all you do is talk about yourself, that date's not going to be too happy. Like and you're probably not going to get the second date. But something I've realized along the way specifically when it comes to the live transfers that we're doing is there's a lot of sellers in buyer campaigns. You would be surprised in how many uh, people that own a home that come through, uh, like, you know, what you would consider a buyer campaign. And I'm hearing a lot of these conversations that are unfolding with our agents. Cause something that we've been doing recently with our agents on live transfer calls is, is teaching them to assume that the person already owns a home. Yeah. Cause if you assume that the person already owns a home and say, Hey, something that we do for our top clients is we get them a valuation of their current property. They come in as a buyer. So what we're doing now is they come in as a buyer we have the buyer conversation because the buyer conversation is easier to have because it's aspirational yeah. and it's and it's not like you're not assuming that like a seller conversation is generally operational like what's my home worth in the market and those are those conversations are fewer and far between but everyone starts a sales process of their home with a buying conversation first so we're picking a lot of sellers like people that own homes through buyer conversations and it's it's like there's so many hidden sellers in the conversations. You're just not asking the right questions. So, what like what are some things that you're seeing specifically with your agents that are is helping them shift the language patterns that they actually use in conversation that is helping them get those conversations over the finish line? Well, well, just so that we go back and we finish the starting of our conversation, um, I'm telling all of my clients right now, unless you're calendar so stacked. And I haven't seen a lot of agents whose calendars are so stacked right now. For six months, pick a lane and either be a door knocker or be an expired listing caller, mm -hmm. right? For six months, like if you put in the effort for six months and you just diligently every day, two hours a day for six days a week, for six months, if you put in the work, I can't promise you that it's going to work a hundred percent. But like birth control, you're going to have a 99.999% like chance of success because you're going to get better. You're going to hit the same doors over and over again over the six months. You're going to have conversations. You're going to be known in the neighborhood. If you stack and layer that with like open houses in the neighborhood, you're door knocking. Now you have reasons to door knock again, right? You just hit the neighborhoods that are having a lot of movement and that have a few thousand homes. You'll get through the same houses multiple times. And same thing with with cold calling or circle dialing or calling expired leads. We we had a client um, that circle dialed a listing and he picked up another listing from just circle dialing his listing a couple of times. And he's like, you know, I wasn't going to call him again because I felt weird calling like three or four times about the same home. He's like, but I was like, you know, we just sold the house. We got a bunch of offers. I'm just going to, he's like, I, I was just going to do it. He's like, I was like, he's like, I channeled my inner Vic. What would Vic say? Do it. He's like, I channeled my inner Vic. I got it. He's like, and I got a freaking listing out of it. He's like, it was yeah. a zero competition listing. Now that doesn't always happen, but they're like, yo, we, we saw your number pop up four times. So we just answered the fourth time. We, yeah. we saw you knock on the door. 
you, we just didn't answer because we didn't know who you were. They're like, but we just, you know, for whatever reason, we picked up the, well, oh yeah, we've seen you in our yeah. neighborhood and you got a list. Yeah. Of persistence. It's the persistence. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of agents need to look at the stats and understand that, you know, to create an actual appointment is like the stats are 35 touch points right now. Yeah. Like in this market, it's 35 touch points. So if you can find different ways to create those touch points and one of two things needs to happen and closing out here, one of two things needs to happen. And I know you'll echo this Vic, like, cause you already said, pick your lane and run with it. Run with it. You need to decide over the net course of the next six months, if you really want to hit your goals, there's one of two things that needs to happen. Either A, you need to buckle down and you need to do the work yourself or B, you need to outsource it, outsource something, whether it be the lead gen, whether it be, um, uh, learning the scripts, like rather than you having to learn them yourself, like hiring somebody like Vikram to walk you through the scripts that are actually working. You have to, you have to make a decision. There's tons of information out there in the marketplace. There's tons of free information. Yeah. I've always been a fan of finding shortcuts. Uh, but if you don't have the cash flow reserves in order to pay for the shortcut, you need to buckle down over the next you know, couple of months, pick a lane, run in that lane for the next six months, and then reinvest back into your business six months when you have some cash flow running through it. But that's the encouragement I want to give everyone today. I don't know if there's anything you want to add before we kind of close out here. You no, know, we, we teach the conscious communication method. And I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna go back to what you said earlier. You guys, if, if you don't know what, did I freeze on you? If you don't know what you're going to say, then it's hard to be a conscious communicator. It's hard to listen and ask appropriate questions when you don't know what to say. One of the reasons why you have a framework isn't so that you sound like a monkey that's reading a script. It's so that you can actually serve the person in front of you or the person on the other end of the phone at a higher level. You're not doing it for you. You're doing it for them so that they can share what their goals and aspirations are, their challenges. So if you don't know how to listen, it's really hard to ask great questions because you're not really paying attention to the person. So learning the frameworks, practicing role-playing, and then picking a lane, whether it be door knocking or cold calling for the next six months, you know, you do that, you're, you're going to win just by default. Vic, man, this is a great conversation. And I want to thank you everyone for tuning into another episode of the RE Agent Podcast. We'll see you soon.